have a confession to make. Shoot. And I was going to tell you about it, but then I was like, I can wait. I can save it for the podcast. So this is this is just how how it is now, I guess. So, okay. So, in in your favorite Taylor Swift song ever made called Glitch, <laughs> she <laughs> she uses the word situationship. Yes. I straight up thought she made that word up. No, she and did then, not. And then I saw someone else use it on Twitter, and I was like, wait. And I, so I Googled it, and I was like, this is a thing already. And I felt yep. really old and really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is an actual phrase yeah, that people I, use. Yeah. And I didn't know what it meant. I mean, I knew what it meant in the context of the song. But I thought that was like <laughs> something she made up, and it's not. <laughs> nope. It's probably Zoomer lingo or something. I don't I, know. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah. Is that what we call Gen them? Gen Z, Zoomers? Yeah. Wow. I just... <laughs> I'm old. It's fine. You're older than me. Whatever. We're good. We're fine. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I, I'm at the point in my life where I have to Google words or acronyms that I do not understand. Like, what yeah. was the one that it took me forever to... Oh, sus. I had no <laughs> idea what that meant for <laughs> longest time. And I saw people using it and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. Eventually I had to look it up and I was like, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Space Swifties, a Star Wars and Taylor Swift podcast. Where we talk about things that are totally related to Taylor Swift, Star Wars, and uh, how old we feel. Maybe not necessarily how old we are. <laughs> how are you? I mean, I know that I talk to you every day, but like at this moment, on, on this fine Saturday afternoon, how you doing? Doing pretty cool. I, it's been a good day so far. It, it has. We, we got groceries. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's raining or, or something similar to rain. <laughs> not quite sure what it is. Wow, I can't believe we're now this is we're two episodes in. And I'm really excited for this one. Me too. This is gonna be a good one. It it is. And it's hopefully going to be a format that we keep using. This is kind of where like the whole idea of Space Swifties came up, which is like directly comparing Star Wars stories or Star Wars characters or things to Taylor Swift songs or lyrics or things like that. And that's pretty much the thing that we're doing today do you want to kind of explain the you came up with a name for this didn't i you? did come up with a name okay. for this. yeah so I all right so you and... yeah you are now in charge of setting up the go for it you're so much better at doing this <laughs> than me yeah so as meg said this is something that when we first kind of envisioned what this podcast was going to be about this is what we envision as the kind of standard quote-unquote typical episode yeah and, you know, it's, it's something that we will, you know, we will rotate it in along with different types of episodes. Like we're constantly you know, talking about and, you know, shooting ideas back and forth for each other. I mean, the next episode that we're going to do, episode three, is not going to be anything like this episode. No. <laughs> but this is just a format that we're going to have as a way of, you know, it's something that you can integrate. Sometimes it may be an entire episode. Sometimes it may just be part of an episode. We might do a kind of shortened version of it. But we figured for this, particularly for the second episode, it works as a kind of 
introduction to the format. Like the first episode was really introduction to what is this show about? Who are we? Get to know us a little bit. And then this is a little bit about like the introduction to, let's say, a quote unquote typical episode or the kinds of conversations we might have. So yeah, as Meg mentioned, so what we're going to be doing in this game in this episode that we are doing this this episode length game is that we are going to be taking some taylor swift songs from across her discography and we're going to be talking about some of the star wars associations some of the connections some of the the people the stories that we find that we link between the lyrics and the story of the song and then also in the story of star wars in a game that we like to call guilt by association <laughs> i forgot what it was <laughs> So the way that this is going to work, at least today's, maybe uh, other permutations, we might have it slightly differently. So we're just going to set this up in the interest of full transparency. Everybody knows how we did this. So I went online and I found pretty much a random Taylor Swift song generator. It's pretty much just kind of big wheel of fortune wheel that has all our songs. It seems pretty current from what I could, I mean, it's like all the little pie slices are like really, really thin. But from what I could tell, it seems to be current all the way through midnights. I'm assuming that, you know, that deluxe versions songs and, you know, uh, from the vault songs are also on there. But again, I didn't look super close, but in any case, it's pretty current. And so what we did by way of prep is we got five songs from this giant Wheel of Fortune wheel of Taylor Swift songs. We allowed it to just randomly pick for us five songs. And the way we did it is we left it entirely up to the fates in terms of figuring this out, which is that it, this was not a situation where we were like, we clicked it and came up with a song. We're like, eh, we don't really like that one. You roll it again or something like that. The first, we, you know, we click a song came up, click again, click again, click again until we got the five. So we did not in any way attempt to manipulate it or throw out songs we didn't like or try to pick the songs that we really wanted to talk about or something. We just left it entirely to, we did a whole like, you know, we just, we just left it to, the, to fate in very Jedi fashion. You know, just the, all is as the force wills it. So we did that basically to get us a kind of pool of five songs Mm -hmm. that we then could prep for it. Cause we did this last weekend as we, we got our five selection. Cause we, there's no way to really kind of do this a hundred percent organically. Yeah, yeah. Cause otherwise we'd just be sitting here all afternoon trying to think of things. Yeah. So we got the five as a way to kind of prep. And then we kind of went off and we did our own things. We lived our lives and we have been separately thinking about and musing on these songs, listening to them, reading the lyrics and coming up with our associations. We do not know what the other person has come up with. Nope. We are going into this completely blind. I, I don't know what Meg's going to say. Meg doesn't know what I'm going to say. Mm, I, I might be able to predict some of yours, but I, I'm really curious to see if we have any that are the same. Yes. There are some that we might, but there's, there's one in particular, I won't say which one, that I'm like really, really excited to see what you come up with. <laughs> and so of these five, we have entered these back into the wheel because this particular wheel that I found, this website allows you to kind of change inputs and stuff. And mm-hmm. so now we have just these five on this wheel. And now we are going to let the wheel pick among the five. So we prepare these five, but we do not know which of the three we're going to talk about. So we're going to yep. select three. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, once again, we are going to do this completely organically. The only time in which we would do a redo is if it, let's say, chose the same song again. Right, right, right. But otherwise, the three that come up are the three that come up. We're not going to pick favorites or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, without further ado, let's go into this. All right, I'm going to go pull up. You did great. The wheel. Thank you. That was such a great introduction and longer talking while I had to go fill the dog's water bowl. <laughs> you did such a great job. Yes, there's a little BTS insight there that, yes, the dog was begging for water. She was scratching her water bowl, so Meg had to hop off the mic. So both I was doing this intro, and I was also vamping a little bit. <laughs> you did so great. Like, I'm so proud of you. All right, so okay. we are going to spin the wheel, and we are going to see what song comes up first. So here we go. Oh, it actually spit. Oh, yeah. Cool. It, it, this wow. is the real deal. Wow. They did like coding and everything. <laughs> All right. And the first song is. Should have said no. <laughs> no. From Taylor Swift's debut album, Taylor Swift. No, this is the one I struggled with the most. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, I mean, how, you know, we could, before we even get into the association, maybe talk mm. about the song a little bit, sure. just as a song, yeah. and then we go into the Star Wars of it all. Yeah. So, yeah, should have said no. Thoughts on it? Um, huh. I mean, it's never been, it's one of those Taylor songs where it's never been, like, in my top ten, but it's, it, I find it that it's stuck in my head, actually, a lot, because it is one of those songs that you remember, um, whether it's because of the lyrics or because of the uh, melody or whatever it might be. Well, I'm forgetting all of my music terms that I should know by now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, I like it, even though it's not like uh, Taylor's older stuff. I don't always go back to as often, um, especially the first album. Um, I just like, but if we're, if we're on shuffle and it comes up, of course I'll listen and it, again um it's one of those that I, I like i find myself humming it sometimes I'm like why why am i thinking about this song in particular <laughs> yeah much like you her debut album is not an album that i engage with a whole lot mm -hmm. yes like you said if it comes up in a playlist or right. something i'll listen to the song mm -hmm. but it's not one that i really sat through i don't think i've done ever a beginning to end listen to the debut album i don't know if i have either just that and it's you know of course as we're doing this recording and stuff you know, Taylor has embarked on this project of doing the Taylor's version mm -hmm. albums. Yeah. And I've already gotten the one I wanted most, which is Red. Uh -huh. But the one I'm most interested in is hearing yeah. Taylor Swift, Taylor's version. Because, of course, she recorded this album at like 15, mm -hmm. 16, whatever right, right. it was. And then getting to hear her as a mid-30s yeah. woman <laughs> singing these songs yeah. that are purebred 200-proof country mm -hmm. songs. Do you think that's the one she's saving for last? It's possible. I feel like that would be, that would like make a lot of sense in terms of like almost bringing it full circle where you're yeah. like, yes, this is the last Taylor's version I will record, but this is also the first album I ever recorded. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, she's also Taylor Swift, so she can do it however she wants and I will, I will be okay with it. I just think it'd be cool. <laughs> It really would. Yeah, no, you 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 make a good point there. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this is actually, this is one of my favorite songs off of that debut yeah. album. I think it's really good. Like, it's got the kind of, it, it's, you know, it's of course country like the whole rest of the album, but it's got this kind of little bit like almost kind of country rock yeah. kind of sound mm -hmm. quality to yeah. it. And yeah, it's a really good song. I mean, it is on a topic that she will end up singing a lot about, particularly in her kind of later works, which is about infidelity. Yeah. 
So it is one of these kind of recurring Taylor Swift motifs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's one of my favorites when it again, when it comes on the shuffle, you know, on the playlist or whatever. It's a good kind of jam out song or something. Yeah. Like you particularly think about like sort of contemporary artist when she was recording this like it feels like for example like a kind of carrie underwood yeah yeah song would record like something yeah. like that where it's got that of like going after the man who cheated on you you yeah. know it's got that kind of that kind of mid-aunt female country singer like badass thing yeah so and it's really one you would like if you were having a moment where you were just so actually angry it would be a good one to listen to i just imagine like i don't know I was going somewhere with that, and I guess we're not anymore. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, I am actually kind of like I know I was uh, sort of upset before, but like I'm kind of glad that we're hitting this one because I like I didn't think about really when we came up with this whole idea that we'd be going back like all the way that far to that stuff, and it's like some of that might be harder, but also more fun to make Star Wars connections with. Like this one in particular, I kind of struggled with, but once I found one that I was okay with i was like it could work <laughs> yeah all right so who will go first you uh, want to go first or should i you go first all right so i had a little bit of kind of comparative advantage on this one because this is one of the songs that showed up on my couples playlist that i talked oh. about in the first episode is that cheating I, no it's like i mean <laughs> maybe it's like self-plagiarism which i guess technically is cheating uh, in a, like yeah, academic I'll, sense i'll allow it uh, but it's, it's, it's reusing your own work, you know, it's yeah, remixing. Yeah. So the association that I had made, like the, the couple on whose playlist this ended up on was Anakin and Padme. Uh. And like the, the moment that I had in mind, like the soundtrack is, is I was thinking about the two of them in Revenge of the Sith on Mustafar. When she gets it, because I'm, I'm particularly thinking about, like, the specific lyrics where it says, like, you should have said no, you should have gone home, should have thought twice before you let it all go. And it's like, of course, in the song, it's about infidelity, about a, a guy cheating on Taylor. But then I'm thinking about it, like, oh, like, you should have said no to, to Palpatine, like, you should have thought twice before, you know, you turned to the dark side and, you know, you killed all the younglings and you threw away you know, our relationship and everything. And even, like, the, the line after that where she talks about, like, like you should have known that word about what you did with her would get back to me. Now, mm-hmm. in that case, like, with her meaning, like, the woman right, that right, he right. had an affair with. But right. even that idea of, like, her being, like, you should have known that I would have found out eventually. Right, like, right, you couldn't right, have right. kept this from me. Like, right. of course I was going to find out Ugh. what you did eventually. Yeah. Well, I, I love that because you really don't always think of it. Think of Padme finding out about Anakin as you betrayed me, but yeah. it is that same feeling of like, I should have known if I would have known before things would have been different. And now I can't, we can't, this can't work anymore because of what you've done. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm even now looking at some of the other lyrics. And for mm-hmm. example, there's like one part where it says, you can see that I've been crying, baby, you know, all the right things to say, but do you honestly expect me to believe we could ever be the same? Oh yeah. That's like, that's that Bottom. whole scene yeah. when she's, you know, of course, like, you know, when she does the whole, like, you're breaking my heart, you're going yeah. down path, can't follow. You're but then when he, like, heart. yeah. And, and, but then the part where, like, he's like, you know, all the right things to say, where he's like, oh, like, we don't have to run away. We can rule the galaxy. Yeah. And, like, he's trying to patch it up. Right, he's trying right, to just right, fix right. it in the moment. Like, right. I can overthrow the chancellor and we can rule the galaxy and all that. Right. So he's, like, trying to say all the right things, but she's there being like, like we can't go back to the way that things were before you made all these choices and you did all mm-hmm. these things. 
Well, seeing as that was also my <laughs> answer. <laughs> okay, I thought of that, but then there's also I the, my I I had two answers for this one. So this one was my second one that I finally settled on. I had a different one at first that I wasn't super happy with, so I changed it. But I can talk about that one now also. Yeah. But it's also related, which is the Obi-Wan version of this. Ooh. Which is, a, you know, it's different, but also the same idea of, I can't believe that you went down this path. I can't believe that you chose the dark side, essentially, over me. Um, same, same kind of idea, but that, that like more like brotherhood side of things, where he's like, we were supposed to be a team. We were supposed to be... You're my brother, Anakin. Why am I doing this? <laughs> why, why am I suddenly... <laughs> As I discovered in recordings with our mutual friend, Andrew Geha from Outer Rim Reads, Revenge of the Sith is a very quotable it, movie. It really is. <laughs> uh, Andrew and I recordings would frequently descend into us just... <laughs> Just yeah. quoting Revenge of the Sith back and oh, forth. At that each was other. great. <laughs> yeah, we had that complete derailment when we were talking about Light of the Jedi, and it just turned into us quoting. Well, I mean, it, there's a reason it's my favorite movie. I mean, it, I mean, maybe it's quotable because I've seen it so many times. I don't know, but yeah, I like that side of it too, where it's it's a it's just as heartbreaking. Where you're like, I trained you, we. You know, there's that whole thing where, like, they know we, like, especially if you read the novelizations, like, they know each other, like, front and back, like, they are connected. Yes. And now they're, they can't be anymore, and he has to kill him, and there's this whole, yeah, I, I, I actually like that one almost a little bit better, just from, like, what I chose. I should, I should have gone with my first choice. Yeah. I, I doubted myself, and I changed my mind, and it was, it was the first one all along. No, but I like, I like both of those, because it's. That same moment of, oh my god, Anakin, you betrayed me. <laughs> Is this the caffeine? <laughs> it, it could be. I think it's the espresso shot. <laughs> it might be. Is it finally kicking in? <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm really glad that you thought of that and that you also brought it up. Yeah. Because, yeah, because as we've been talking about with all these examples and then in relation to the song itself is... The idea of betrayal and infidelity can take all these different forms right. where in the song, right. it takes this very kind of traditional way that we right. think of, of you're in a romantic relationship and then someone cheats on you. Mm-hmm. But then you have the dimension of, you know, from the Padme Anakin side of things, it's betrayal from the standpoint of you weren't true to your values or who right. I thought you were. Right, right. And, but that was in a romantic context. And then in the Anakin Obi-Wan sense, like, it's that same kind of idea of you betrayed who you are and who yeah. I thought you were and what you stood for. Right. But it's from this more fraternal right. standpoint. Right. So, yeah, it's, like all, it's, it's the same kind of concept and idea, but there's all these different ways that you can look at right. it. And I think, like, doing this, because this is the first time we're doing this and presumably we'll do it a bunch more times, what I didn't really realize would be the hardest thing is realizing that there are a lot of examples of this and trying to either pull one out of like it's like you know in the back of your mind that there's a Star Wars example but what is it it's like there's something from the Clone Wars or there's something from this random episode of Rebels or whatever like you know it's there so there's that element where like you're trying to pull it out you're trying to remember but then it's like narrowing down like this is a good example but is this a better example Mm -hmm. you know because I'm sure I mean there are plenty of examples of like characters betraying each other or like you weren't who I thought or you weren't who you said you were 
I'm trying to think of more now. And of course, in the moment, I can't, which is exactly why we did this beforehand, because it's hard to like just pull out like random like examples, you know? Yeah. I can't believe the first one that we did, we picked the same one. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of believe it, but. Do you think this will happen again? <laughs> Probably. Let's find out. Oh my. <laughs> Let's spin the wheel. I love how it actually spins. This makes me really happy. All like, right, I, here I didn't we go. think it actually would. Song number two. It's so pretty. It's rainbow colors. It has landed on. Oh, back on should have said no. no. <laughs> All right, hang on. We got to spin the wheel again. I was really hoping it was going to land on the one before it, but let's see. Got to spin the wheel a second time. We need like a wheel spinning sound effect. <laughs> it has landed on. Sweet nothing. No. So we have gone from the first Taylor Swift album oh to the most current Taylor Swift album. All right. This is the Midnight. one where I feel like this is the one I expected we would have the same answer the most, if I'm being honest. Okay. Because as I, the more I thought about this song and the more I listened to it, this is the one that's like really stuck out to me the most. And I don't know if there are a bunch of other good examples of this, you know. Yes. Um, you went first last time, right? Yes, I did. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yeah, so you go ahead. Yeah, we okay. can trade off. So really... So this is one of the, especially because it's newer, this is a song I had not listened to, like, thoroughly all the way through. Like, the most I've heard this song at this point is when we're in the car driving somewhere and it's playing. Yeah. Like, we listened to it the first time, and I've listened to it as it's come up as I'm doing other things. But this is the first time I really had to, like, sit down, not distract myself with anything else, and really listen to the lyrics, because I'm like, what is this song actually about? And the more I listened to it, the more I was like, oh, this is a Han and Leia song. Oh, because it's very much like like I was thinking, especially in the in the era of Princess and the Scoundrel last shot, kind of like where they're figuring out what their relationship is to each other. But also like Leia has this whole other identity of I'm doing these government things. This is important to me. This is a lot on you to be in a position of supporting me. And again, this is my interpretation. We didn't talk about the song first, did we? No, we didn't. Uh, we, could, we can still do that. Yeah, we can um, weave it in. But yeah, that's kind of my interpretation of the song, at least in the first couple, like really in-depth listens, is like there are two people in this relationship and one of them is very much like, I have this very big weight on my shoulders of this job that I have to do or this identity I have or this person that I have to be for other people. And a lot of what you're doing is supporting me and standing here and kind of like trying to shield me from the worst of it but also like understanding that like I got to do a lot of that myself and you're just here to kind of like hold me you know that's kind of like how I saw it so it was very that very much was like Han Leia to me in terms of like Han is over here like doing his thing I'm thinking especially in Last Shot where like a lot of it is he's hanging out with baby Ben and Leia's off doing all the other things and he's trying to like figure out like how do I father <laughs> you know yes. um, because that's like his role and she's very much like in the public eye doing all these things and he's he he is still that but not as much as her in this moment that's kind of what I thought of that I had another possible I got like vibes for another couple and I want to see okay I'm l curious l to see let's you... see if, if your vibes were the one that I picked because I did not pick Han and Leia okay 
which I really like. It has a similar dynamic to the one that I ended up picking with a couple, which is we're, we're recycling it, which is Anakin and Padme. We're, we're going that back to that. That is a very – why did I not even think of that? <laughs> so, so to talk about this, um, again, to do a little behind the scenes, because I, um, I told you a little bit about this uh-huh. yesterday, not in, in terms of – what I was going to talk about on here, but in terms of prepping for this. So this was one of the, in terms of the five that we had, Mm -hmm. this was among the more challenging because there's sometimes there's, I think there's probably a handful of Taylor Swift songs for, which is true. Is like, is it songs that you will listen to and you hear the lyrics, but you don't necessarily without really sitting there and looking at what the content is or really thinking about it. You don't really totally imbibe what it's about. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other songs. I mean, like, another one to think even just off the top of my head from this album is a song, like, for example, like, Lavender Haze, where right. you listen to it, and it's like, oh, you get the vibe on it, and, but you think, and then you stop, and you're like, what's this song actually about? Right, <laughs> like, right, you have right, a kind right. of moment where exactly. you're, like, not totally sure, because you have to really kind of think about it. Yeah. It's not obvious at a kind of surface level. Mm-hmm. And so I had been struggling with this one. I had, again, in the week between when we selected these five and now, I had been listening to it, and I'm like, I didn't know, mm-hmm. I didn't know. And then the the kind of key that unlocked it for me mm-hmm. was uh, was an, an Instagram like breakdown of it by a former guest on my other show, Larger View of the Force, and a, and a co-host of yours mm-hmm. over on Followers of the Force, mm-hmm. Emily. Mm-hmm. And she did this kind of breakdown analysis of Sweet Nothing mm-hmm. and what the song was about and the different lyrical content and so on and context, I guess also you can use that phrase. Mm-hmm. And... When I watched that, that was that was the aha moment that I had. I was like, "Oh, this is what the song is about," mm-hmm. and then I could make the connection. Because, like, when you look at the lyrics, and it sort of gets to—I mean, I think what you're talking, what you're talking about, is pretty much, you know, where I got via help, you know, via the assist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, it's you know, in the song, it's her talking about Taylor about all of this kind of pressure that she has from the outside world, mm-hmm. from the media, from the public, mm-hmm. and then this ability to kind of just walk away with that in the context of her relationship with Joe Alwyn, mm-hmm. who, who, like, is all the song, like, is the subject of all the song pretty much from, like, reputation it, on, yeah. like, the back half of reputation <laughs> right, right. on. Every song there is pretty much a Joe Alwyn song, with the exception of a few. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about that dynamic that she's talking about, about about kind of public versus private and so on. Mm -hmm. I went to Anakin and Padme because I thought about, I thought about Padme actually in a lot of the same ways that you thought about Leia, Mm -hmm. which is that he was somebody who, and I, you know, I really credit particularly EK Johnston's Queens trilogy with this because we don't get a lot of Padme POV in the movies. Or particularly, we kind of start with a decent amount of it in Phantom Menace, and then it steadily shrinks yeah. as the trilogy progresses <laughs> to the point where she's borderline a side character in right. Revenge of the Sith. Right. But those books in particular help a lot with fleshing out her point of view from even kind of pre-Phantom Menace stuff, and then all the way through to kind of beginning of Revenge of the Sith. And so what you see in the case of Padme, once you kind of marry together both the books plus what you get on screen in the movies and even on screen in like Clone Wars and stuff Mm -hmm. because we do get a lot about their relationship both about her as a person and then also about the relationship of Anakin and Padme in Clone Wars is you see this this person this woman who from a very young age Mm -hmm. has both a been in the public Mm -hmm. and b has had a lot of duty and responsibility thrust upon her yeah 
from starting out as a monarch at like what 14 mm-hmm. 13 however yeah. old she is in phantom menace right. and then immediately going from that into becoming a senator and then trying to you know fight the military creation act and then going into the clone wars right. and all of that stuff and then you know all the way into the kind of events of Revenge of the Sith, where I don't care that those deleted scenes aren't in the movie. They're mm-hmm. like they're canon as far as I'm concerned, which yep. is her pretty much being part of the kind of proto rebellion. Yes. My favorite part of the movie that's not yes. actually in the movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Give us the the director's cut Revenge of the Sith with those scenes back in because mm-hmm. they add so much. And so you have this person who. Yeah, shoulders a lot of this responsibility, has a lot of responsibility and duty thrust upon her in all of these kind of official capacities. And, you know, I think one of the things that I think leads her into falling in love with Anakin, and again, this is something that's not really explored like at all in the movies, like particularly Mm -hmm. with Attack of the Clones, the film spends a lot of time getting us to understand, for example, why Anakin is in love with Padme. And everything goes into that. It doesn't spend a lot of time with the reverse telling us why is Padme in love with Anakin. No. We kind of have this smash cut where she's like, we can't be together. We have these duties. And then 15 minutes later, it's like, I truly deeply love you. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah. You know? But a lot of the supplementary material, particularly like the, the books, kind of help with that, which is that what you sort of come to understand with her is, she's got a lot of this public pressure and Mm -hmm. she's got to stand on ceremony so much in her life that when it comes to Anakin, this is one of the few spaces that she has where she can really just be a person. And I mean, you get a little bit of that in terms of, from a kind of show perspective in Attack of the Clones, particularly a lot of the late country stuff, where she's just having a picnic and they're rolling on the ground and they're making fun of each other. And like, there's not a lot of people where she can kind of do that with. She has it in the books, like she has it a little bit with the handmaidens. Mm -hmm. But even that's this weird relationship of, there's this kind of Venn diagram of, It's kind of, they're kind of sisters, but then there's also this kind of duty, I work for you relation. It's it's really kind of complicated there. Right. But yeah, with Anakin, you know, she can just kind of be a person. Again, like to go to the actual lyrics in Sweet Nothing, you know, she talks about, there's one part here where it says, industry disruptors and soul deconstructors. And smooth-talking hucksters out glad-handing each other. Mm -hmm. And the voices that implore you should be doing more. Mm -hmm. To you, I can admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. So it's like she in public has to be this kind of strong, stoic person and just take it all. But then when she's, you know, with Anakin, she can just kind of freely admit that this is just too, like, this is just too much for any one person to bear. Yeah, and I mean, her story and Leia's stories are very similar in that way, um, which I really like because it's a lot of like, wow, a lot of things don't change when, like their situations are very different. They are going through this at very different points in the galaxy, but there are a lot of parallels. But those are like the same lyrics that really like it clicked for me with Leia especially um, because it's like, it's kind of the same thing where she has grown up having to be this figure this person and then she meets han and it's like oh i can i don't always have to be that um i like that 
I really, I, for some reason, I thought Han and Lane. I didn't even consider that Anakin and Padme are kind of like the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I yeah, I, I absolutely love that you brought up Han and Leia. And yeah, you, to shout out another book, I mean, that you already did, which is Princess and the Scoundrel. Like, that's such a great look into, yeah, their marriage and their kind of early yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of that where that that tear in Leia between the kind of yeah. duty and being a rebellion leader and politics and those obligations and then her in private with Han and how she's kind of negotiating those two lives. I mean, they're literally on their honeymoon and she's like, I got to go work. And he's like, but honeymoon. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's perfect. It's like the, it was the perfect way to illustrate the specific kind of strain that they have on their relationship, like pretty much throughout all of it because think about like when it breaks apart yeah like she goes they both go to the thing that they know best um and she goes right back to she just goes fully into basically rebel mode at that point um but yeah it's i i thought i was really gonna struggle with this one um this song in particular but like i listened to it a few times and i was like oh like i get it like you really have to I think it's a really, it's a very pretty song. Like, like that's a compliment, like in a good way. Um, but like, you really have to like, listen to be like, oh, this is what it's about. Um, because at first I wasn't completely sure. I went back and forth with a couple things. Cause I'm like, is this happy? There was, there are a couple moments I'm like, is it not? Um, but so yeah, the more you like, get into it, you're like, oh, that really, really clicks. Yeah. And I mean, to the other thing, to a little bit to what you're talking about, about about the prettiness of the song and so on, which is that it's the song from at least a kind of sonic perspective. It's pretty much you could call it an interpolation of invisible string uh, folklore because it's the same little kind of beat or melody. Again, I don't know the song terms, but (laughs) so don't yell at me if you know music. (laughs) But yeah, it's this. Again, it's a kind of interpolation of the same sort of melody that's right. in Invisible String. And that's, again, if you think about almost Sweet Nothing as a kind of quote-unquote sequel to that song, Aww. they are almost this whole story yeah. about these two people and this connection. Oh, my God. Oh, that, that's not on our list for today, but oh, man. That's a yeah. <laughs> it was almost our, our first dance song. So. It was. Yeah, almost. <laughs> All right. all right, shall we, we go, go to, to, all right, we're already at song number three oh here. God, oh, this is so fun. I'm going to, I feel sad for the two that we're not going to get to, but like, I'm assuming yeah. we'll just put them back in the pool and we'll yeah, get to yeah. them at some point. Yeah, they'll come back and yeah. possibly at some point, I mean, it's a big wheel, so it may take a while yeah, for really us to get big, back Like, we them. should post a picture of the wheel. It's a very big wheel. Yes, it is. All right. Song number three. there's one I really need it to be it's not gonna be it is it alright the third song that the wheel has chosen for us is we are never ever getting back together (laughs) from my favorite album Red I just woke the dog up I I needed it to be this song because I needed it no you so this is the one that, okay, this is hilarious because this is the one I knew immediately. And this is the one that took you all week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it took you until like 20 minutes before we recorded to get this one. Pretty and I, much. Immediately when we picked this one, I was like, I get it already. I know what it is. <laughs> all right. Yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, we should probably again talk about the song a little yeah. bit. So yeah, you know, we are never getting back together off of Red, the debut song off of Red. In fact, oh, yeah, I this is our that. first debut song that we are talking about in this game. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, I remember when this song came out because yeah, it was probably August of 2012. Because yeah, because I, I, it was the, the memory that I've associated with it is like it was right when I started grad school. Oh, okay. I mean, this is an interesting song, and I feel like this is this is something that that Taylor has done, I think, on a couple of her albums, mm-hmm. less so with some of the more like l- recent releases, mm-hmm. like maybe the last two, three albums. But even you can make a case of some of those where she does this kind of like. I don't know, this zigzag thing where it's Mm -hmm. like the lead single generally tends not to be super representative of the album as a whole. Yeah. Either in terms of sound or even just in terms of substance. Yeah. Like I think about, I think We Are Never Getting Back Together is an example of that in Red. Uh, Shake It Off in 1989. Mm -hmm. Uh, me and lover i think yeah, is the, I think the, it's the biggest example yeah. possibly that or maybe even look what you made me do off reputation oh, yeah because mm-hmm. i mean i have particular thoughts about reputation and at some point maybe we can like get oh, into yeah. we, we like, the, the reputation of reputation i should yeah, say yeah, yeah. in a more kind of meta way mm-hmm. but yeah like she she she's had this habit with a couple of different albums where yeah. she picks this song and it's not that it's a bad song like we are never getting back together it's not a bad song nor any of the other ones i just listed off but you get it and you're like oh okay so this is the kind of tone tenor for the album then you get the whole album and you're like oh okay yeah. and it's not quite what i thought it was gonna be yeah you get you get this song and then you get like begin again yeah like, what <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly oh man yeah i you've seen the music video for the song right yes unhinged <laughs> it really is but it's it's very like I'm okay with it because I'm like you know what at this point it's like in this point in her career she can do whatever she wants and I will say yes ma'am <laughs> pretty <laughs> much uh yeah I um what are my thoughts on the song other than like it <laughs> I have a very interesting relationship with the song which is it's the song I blasted when I <laughs> turned in my two week notice at my <laughs> A job that I did not particularly want to be at anymore. Um, I did that too because I borrowed it from you. you. (laughs) Yes, when I also left a job that I did not like, pretty much like right after I got the call that I got accepted at a different job, (laughs) I I blasted that too. You actually did. Um, Yes, I did. No, it's it's that kind of song where you're like, it doesn't have to be about a breakup. It can be about any kind of like separation, particularly one that you were happy with um that that's it's kind of like an anthem sometimes where i'm like oh um also when i finished organic chemistry also may have blasted this song because never again never ever 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 okay should we should we get into um whatever you came up with for this one because i if it's the same, if you went the same route I did, I'm going to be kind of upset, but also not surprised. <laughs> it, it, it's possible. So, you know, you would mention that this was the song that I struggled with the most uh-huh. in terms of coming up with it. And I kind of alluded to you a little bit of why, like right before we got on the recording, uh-huh. which is that I had listened to the song. I mean, I had already listened to the song a bunch of right, times right, before right. and kind of knew just what it was about you know go to go back to our sweet nothing conversation this is one of those songs where almost at a kind of surface level you understand just intuitively immediately what the song is about 
it's not one of those where you have to really dig and learn. It's like, oh, it's actually this thing. Right. But in any case, so I kind of had the, the idea of it. And I had an association in mind mm-hmm. where I was going to go. And then I was trying to think, oh, could I be like, oh, clever with it and come up with some uh, kind of spin on the song and, you know, go in a different direction. And I was struggling. I was kind of going in that direction. Can I come up with something? And that just kind of got me nowhere. Maybe that's for lack of creativity okay. on my part or okay. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I finally went with the the low-hanging fruit, quote-unquote, if okay. you will, or the, the association where I think mm-hmm. yeah, at least a one mm-hmm. that it works, which is my favorite Star Wars couple, Thane Kyrell and Sienna Ree oh, of man. Claudia Gray's Lost Stars. I knew they were going to come up, up at some point. Yes, we are here. Because, I mean, my brain went, because the song is about an on-again, off-again relationship. Right, 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 and I'm right, like, right. what is the quintessential on-again, off-again relationship in Star right. Wars? It's Thane and Sienna. Yeah. Oh, man. No, they're, they're such a good example of, like, actually a lot of songs, probably. Um, yes. They were the, what I might have, so I, when I first, like, just listened to the song in terms of, like, preparing for this episode, I was like, that's, they were giving me a Sweet Nothings vibe at oh. first. Um, oh. Not necessarily for the reasons that, like, it's not exactly the, for the same reasons like it's if you interpret the song a certain way it could work for them so that was like the one i almost went to for them um or for that song it's uh thing and sienna were almost that one um and it could work and i haven't really thought too deep about it because it, i launched into han and leia after that and that's the one i picked but no this is <laughs> this is the perfect song for them um because they you know they really do go back and forth on it and if you haven't read lost stars i really think i really think you should fix that Correct. Or listen to uh, the episode, and now this is literally recorded where we talked about it. Yes, you should also do that. <laughs> I just, they, I'm envisioning like this song blasting as they're like fighting at the end of the book. <laughs> it's in the Star Destroyer through the PA <laughs> exactly. as he's like as, as Thane is like trying to get into the bridge, exactly. <laughs> and it's like going down in Jakku. Exactly. That's oh, it. that's perfect. That's, <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. Oh, my. That, that's, I, like, I was trying to think of a couple. I was like, who, because it, this one is hard for Star Wars couples. Because you don't really, like, there are probably ones I'm not thinking of, but there aren't a lot where you have this kind of relationship. There's probably a really obvious one I'm not thinking of, isn't there? Probably. But I'll think of it after we're done recording. Don't worry. That's how it, that's how it always goes so that is why for mine i didn't come up with a couple okay that aligns with this song i went a slightly different route okay so you did what i was trying to yes, do and failed. immediately this is what i thought of and it's okay. kind of dumb but there are many different examples of this where this could work i just picked one that made the most sense in the moment um but you'll understand why so you know this song is about an on and again off again relationship I had to kind of like really just treat this as like a straight breakup song. Like we're done. It's over. I can't with you anymore. Don't try to get me back. And the thing that I thought of that really, really goes along with that is Finn defecting from the first order. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said, there are a lot of different examples of this. You could do callous. You could do. You could really kind of do General Hux too, because he yeah. has this moment where he's just like, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but Finn kind of was the, I think, the most fun one that I could think of in this instance because it's like, oh, you know what? No, I'm, I'm done with this. Um, I, I don't want any part of you anymore. I, I'm going to go get, I'm going to get in this TIE fighter and I'm going to fly away from here. Um, it is this, if you think of characters who have essentially broken up with the Empire or the First Order, whatever establish, establishment they may be a part of. That they don't want to be anywhere. It kind of works. It really does. <laughs> I love that. You did the thing I was aspiring to do, which is try to come with something clever. Well, because I couldn't think of a couple. So I'm like, well, what else in Star Wars is about breaking up? Yeah. <laughs> it's about breaking up with the dark side or breaking up with the Empire or the First Order. That's really or good. Like, oh, man. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I love that. That that's that's a great pick. Well, I really wanted to make it work with uh Callus, but that's he's kind of more like he has the moment where he's not part of the Empire anymore, but he's more of like he's a double agent for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so like it didn't really feel like it worked as well as Finn does where he's just like one minute he's like, Yes, Phasma, yes, ma'am. And then the next minute he's like, See ya <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's like he says his first battle. He's like, yeah. nope, yeah, nah, well, I'm out of like, here. This is the song that he and Poe are blasting in the Tie Fighter on the way out of there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's watching the sh- the Star Destroyer get smaller in the distance, and he's like, nope, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't have me back now. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> See, that's that's this is a fun thing about connecting something like a Taylor Swift song and Star Wars is sometimes it's not an exact like parallel like thing but it can work <laughs> yeah exactly it. you you it. don't need full 100% no. symmetry you, you can go need, with yeah just a couple of lines you can go with just a vibe a that vibe the song like has <laughs> yeah I, i'm not allowed to use zoomer words but that's okay <laughs> i mean i'm not going to stop you <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, in, if you think of Star Wars, like, you don't need an exact, like, we were a couple and now we broke up. Like, there are instances of that. I, like, I can't think of a lot, but I'm sure there are more. Um, but yeah, there is that whole, like, it, it's the whole idea of something that you used to care about or you were attached to or was attached to you. And you're kind of like, that's it's your final push away from it. You're like, this is in the past. This is, I am not part of this anymore. I was, I'm so glad this one came up. I was like crossing my fingers because I, I just, this is the one I was most excited to talk about because I knew I, my, my immediate, like I know, and then you were struggling. I felt that that would be really fun. And I wasn't excited. I thought you were going to do the thing I did, which was coming up with something that was not traditional couple. And that's not how it happened. <laughs> no, it did not. I mean, I tried. Believe me, I tried. Oh, man. It did not work out. No. Yeah, it's you really just like I. I think I kind of use this phrasing when we were first coming up with this idea, but like you really have to sometimes just be as creative with it as you can. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. All right, there we go. That that is the the first inaugural play of Guilt by Association. Oh, wow! This was actually way more fun than I thought it would be. Like I was excited, but this is like magical. Yeah, this this was really fun. Yeah, like, but for the fact that I want to kind of preserve the sanctity of this, I'd be like, let's just do the other two I know, immediately. I know. But I want, <laughs> as a kind of practical matter, it saves. We already have ready answers yeah, right, for those, exactly. so if they come up in a future wheel, right. we can just plug it in immediately. 
For the record, I guess, again, in the full transparency, the mm-hmm. other two that we did not get to were I Know Places, which is off 1989, mm-hmm. and Mad Woman off of Folklore. So one of, And I will say, one of those, I'm very happy with my answer, and one of them, I'm not. So maybe I'll think on it more. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So those two kind of go back in the bucket and can be potentially drafted again when we do this game in the future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, man. This is fun. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening, I really think it would be fun if um, you shared your connections that you can think of from these songs between the song and Star Wars. Um, Because like I said, I think there are more examples of some of these that I'm just not thinking of, but I bet someone else is, you know? So do that. I I know some of you are listening. I looked at the, we looked at the, uh, what do you call those? At the analytics, I guess, sure. Somebody out there is listening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the at the end of Rogue One, do you think anyone's listening? It's like, yeah. it's, listening. Cassian is every podcaster everywhere, you know? Like, oh, it, it hurts because it's true. It really is. So, yeah, you know, if you're listening, uh, you know, particularly for the three songs that we actually, that we talked about, mm. not, you know, not the other two, will, again, we'll probably come back to in a future game. But yeah, if you are listening to this, and as you were hearing us talk about things, you're like, oh, here's some other Star Wars connection to one of those songs. You know, let us know on our Twitter. You know, we'll, we'll do the whole rundown yeah. of where you can follow the show and find us. Like, reach out. Let us know. Like, let us know in a retweet or in a comment yeah. or whatever. Because we, we love to hear that kind of stuff. Because we love to, like, if someone's like, here's this other example. And we're like, wow, I never yeah. would have in a million years come yeah. up with that one. Exactly. Because they're, you know, everyone has their Star Wars thing that they're like, that's my thing. And I may have never considered that. But that's like your, your um, you, that's like the thing you think about quite often. So, like, I want to know what that is. Yeah, so do I. Ugh. So, if you have it, you know, find some way to, to let us know. Yeah. Should, should we uh, do a really quick tease for our next episode since we know what it's going to be about? Yeah, let's do it. What, what is? G- g- give them a little a little amuse-bouche, a little sampling, a little, little flavor here. does that mean? <laughs> a, a amuse-bouche, it's a, it's a dish. It's sort of like, it, it's, it's like a small plate thing. It's like kind of almost like before an appetizer. It's like these like really tiny little dishes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So Don't you do French on Duolingo? You should know what this is. I, I'm I'm not very high in the levels. <laughs> I don't know how to say very many things. I can say, like, I'm going to go for a walk with my dog. <laughs> Which I'm not going to do. And she didn't hear that. And I'm really happy with that. No, because she, she, she is no. stone cold no. asleep right now. Yeah. Oh, sweet baby. Um, So next episode, you know, this is coming out beginning of April. Next episode will be coming out beginning of May. Um, and that episode will have something to do with weddings. And we'll tell you more about that in the episode when it comes out. Exactly. That's a good tease. I like that. I one. know. I, I'm good at teasing things. I do it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> way more than necessary. All right. Yeah. But until that time, where can people find us, the show, etc.? You go first. Yeah. You can find the show pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Lots of places where you normally get your podcasts at this point. I haven't checked on where we are with that, but probably it's there. It's, it's on all the major ones. Um, but if you want to follow the show on Twitter, 
which is the only social media account that we have for it at the moment because that's just how we did it. That's at space underscore Swifties. And if you want to like follow me for some reason, it's at MagDowell on Twitter. That's where you'll find all the things. What about you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at a larger view pod, which is the podcast account for my, my OG show. So you can listen to a larger view of the force, which is available pretty much wherever you're listening to this. Odds are you can find my show. And then you can also catch me as a co-host over on the Clashing Sabres network. I am on their, their main show called Clashing Sabres. Also talking Star Wars over there. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think about plugging my own show, but I could also do that if you like Star Wars books. Now This Is Lit is my Star Wars books podcast. Speaking is hard. Um, yeah, and that's at Star Wars Lit Pod on Twitter if you want to follow that. Um, we talk a lot about Star Wars stories in this show. We talk even more about them on that show. And by we, I mean me, because it's only me and, and my wonderful guests. Sometimes that guest is you. Yes. <laughs> so, I, you're, see, you, you think you're so bad at promoting your stuff, and you just did it so much better than me. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next month. Yeah. Till then, stay cool, people. 